don't think we should really talk yet. Huh? I said I don't think we should talk yet. We should talk yet? No, we shouldn't. Like, I know it's recording, but... Oh. Like, this is probably just our intro. Yeah, is it? Yeah, I should do it next door. Okay, word up. Donut sticks and chocolate milk? Yeah. All right. Welcome to MCL Podcast. This is Christian. Uh, it's Matt. Um, and we're here for a second episode. Mm-hmm. You know, first one came out strong, just a little feel for it, but here's our second one. Hope you guys like it. Let's yep. roll on in. All right, so let's talk about the first thing. Uh, we're going to get into the NBA. Um, trade deadline was the what, 23rd? Yep. For it being the trade deadline, there was a lot of uh, players waived. You know what I mean? Like, they just bought out their contracts. They decided, hey, we're just going to pay you off. Uh, in particular, Darren Williams. Mm-hmm. That dude balled. Street ball. Earlier in his career, you know, he comes over to the Mavs. He's not, he's not bad. In his career with the Mavs, he was 13 points, 6 assists. You know, but he's, you know, around 33 now. He's right, yeah, about 32, 33. Uh-huh. He's injury prone. Injury prone. That's a big, that played a big, a big role in why the Mavs um, waived him. I agree. And then plus they had the uh, emergence of uh, Yogi Ferrell. Yogi Ferrell. Honestly, Seth Curry. He's yeah, been balling. Seth. He's been straight balling. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I see why they waived him. But I mean, maybe they, why couldn't they just keep him on there, kind of just to to teach the younger guys? You know what I mean? How, kind of like how they had Paul Pierce, because let's let's be real, Paul Pierce didn't do too much with the Clippers. You're right, but if you got two other guards doing their thing out there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then there's there's really no need. That's just a waste of space. That's a waste of cap space. No, I, okay, I understand that. But uh, now, um, I was reading. I think he's gonna end up getting picked up by the Cavs. Who've been looking for yeah, a point guard? Yeah, he just signed yesterday. Yeah, oh, did he? Yes. Okay, yeah, they've been looking for a backup point guard, you know, to kind of give Kyrie some rest. And I think, you know, uh, they throw in Darren Williams, maybe like low 20s a game, and, uh, you know, get some stress off him. And they can really compete. He can end up getting the ring. When you look at LeBron's going to, he's going to be in the finals regardless. Yeah. There's nobody. I mean, then again. There the is Raptors. somebody that can compete now. We have the, we have the Raptors coming. The Raptors. They just acquired Serge Ibaka. And P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker, yeah. Their first game against the uh, Celtics, they won by 10. Ibaka had 15, 7 rebounds. Um, and Tucker was 9.10 rebounds across 29 minutes with Kyle Lowry out. You know, the, the Celtics, they're, they're nice. What are they, second in the East? Second, um, yeah, second in the I think East. They're second in the East. Two and a half games behind the Cavs. Yeah, and I mean those guys are rolling. You got the King in the fourth, Isaiah Thomas. You know what I mean? You have Al Horford, uh, Jay Crowder, and they're they're winning without Avery Bradley, who's been injured for quite the a whole while season. Now. Yeah, pretty the whole much. season he's and, been injured. And they've been they've Marcus found, Smart. He's doing his thing out there. Exactly. So they found a way to win, but um, I, I feel like it might be cut short now that the Raptors. Added the power forward in Serge Ibaka, Serge Ibaka, as people call him, um, and now PJ Tucker, a vet that will come off the bench and uh, really be a good scoring option for them. So I think they can really compete now. 
I think so. Let's see. Russell Westbrook. Okay. Knocks his 28th triple-double of the season. Uh, yeah, he did. You're right. He's the only person since 1983 to have at least 17 points, 18 rebounds, and 17 assists in a game. Will Chamberlain is the only player in NBA history with a 2020-20 game, and that was 1967 to 1968 season. Do you believe he has a chance to hit a 2020? I mean, he's already, you know, 28 triple double, which is you know phenomenal now. But do you think he could hit 20 points, 20 rebounds, 20 assists? Can he can he get close to that? I mean, I know he's a point guard, mm-hmm. but he's also Russell Westbrook. Honestly, like Will Chamberlain, that's that's a big man. Like, yeah, I, I can't I can't see Russell Westbrook notching 20 rebounds, 20 assists maybe. Uh, okay. 20 points, definitely. Okay. Off of 48 attempts, my opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, you're right. He does have a really low shooting percentage. Like we talked in the last podcast, who else does he have? You're right. You know what I mean? He, uh, has, he has numbers, but Steven Adams, Vic Dalladipo, mm-hmm. and his character, they keep, they're, 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 they're good role players, but they're just not getting the job done for them. Now they have Tosh Gibson and what, McDermott from the Bulls Oh, now? Doug McDermott, yes. Yeah, yep. they have those guys. How do you think Taj is going to end up fitting in the 4-5 spot now because you have Cantor coming back from his uh, forearm injury? I honestly see Taj Gibson playing the same exact role he played mm-hmm. in Chicago. He's not going to play anything huge. Mm-hmm. He's going to come in when they need him. He's going he's gonna to clean it up. Okay, That's what he's going to do. Okay, Doug McDermott, just keep him on the wing. That's all he's going to do, to be true. honest. I give you that, yeah. yeah. But they're, I don't, they're going to play the same, they're going to play the same game they play in Chicago. Okay. And Russell's going to take over the team. Honestly, they're not really big names that the Thunder acquired. The, I agree. I agree. But they're trying to figure out some kind of help for Russell, and I, and I definitely understand what they're trying to do. Good pickups. Good, good rolls off the bench, though. No, I agree. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, another good pickup that we talked about last podcast was uh, your boy, Lou Williams. Uh, first I'm hurt. Game, yeah. I'm hurt, y'all. <laughs> I know you're hurt. I'm hurting. So does that make you a Rockets fan now? It doesn't. It doesn't. Because I'm a Lakers fan. Not okay. a fan of the players. Got you, got you. So their first game, his first game, he scored a team-high 27 points on the Pelicans. We'll, we'll get to the Pelicans uh, right after this. And then uh, the blowout. There was a blowout versus the Pelicans. 129-99. Yes, it was a blowout. And his game last night, he gave 17 points, 4 assists, and 3 steals over 26 minutes of play. And I actually think he's doing better than Eric Gordon right now, which I know that that's kind of, that puts up a discussion is who is the sixth man now and, and who will be the sixth man of the year. Do you still believe now that Lou Williams is on a better team? Is he the sixth man of the year? I thought Lou Williams was the sixth man of the year with the Lakers, but okay. that's a personal opinion. The NBA is not going to look at it like that. Yeah, They look at it, like you said, a better record, mm-hmm. a team that's winning, a person that can help their team win. Right. So, Lou Williams, in my opinion, he's going to be a definite six-man of the year now, especially being on a winning team. It's unfortunate that he didn't really help them towards winning before yeah. in, the, in the beginning of the season, mm. but he's now they got two six Right, but how does Eric Gordon feel now? I mean, I know you were uh, an Eric Gordon fan as well when yeah, he was yeah. with uh, the Pelicans. Yes. So, should they throw Eric Gordon at the two spot now as a starter and maybe have Pat Bev and Lou Will run the second unit? You, you think that would be a nicer scheme of things? I mean, because either way, the Rockets are winning. They're live or die by the three-point shot. That's how they got to blow out 
the Pelicans. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. they ended up winning over the T-Wolves. It was like a 143 to 120 game last night. I mean, that's like an all-star game. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the Houston Rockets, they're, they're doing, they're honestly doing nothing wrong. Like, mm-hmm. whatever they got going, they got, they just keep it going. Keep Pat Bev starting. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not really doing anything wrong. I personally think Eric okay. Gordon would be a better starter, but like, yeah. They're they're playing good basketball right now. Yeah. They got it going. They got it going. Don't, There's no, yeah. need to, no need to switch it up. Don't mess with the Have two six men drop buckets. Yeah, no, I get What's you. What's wrong with that? I mean, being a Houston Rocket fan, you know, I'm definitely not mad at that. The Rockets have that have that two K feel like. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, when you play two K, it's either you're shooting threes or, or dunking, <laughs> and and that's what the Rockets play. You know, they're definitely a good two K team to watch in real life. Definitely. Uh, let's get back to um, the other side of the teams. And the New Orleans Pelicans, DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie, Boogie. Um, he also dropped twenty-seven points. He did in his that debut. Game. He did twenty-seven, thirteen, thirteen and rebounds. Did was it thirteen and four? He dropped thirteen and four. Okay. He, had a, he had a pretty solid game. Five assists, four blocks, five steals in thirty-five minutes. They still lost. They still got blown out. They still got blown out. Now he his second game, which was last night against the Mavericks, he only posted up twelve points, fifteen rebounds. Six assists and two steals. From what I understand, that's a season low in points for Boogie. They're also now 0-2 with the Pelicans, and they haven't scraped over 100 points. Mm. Will DeMarcus Cousins be the Pelicans' downfall? I highly doubt that. No, you don't think so? I highly doubt that. Okay. DeMarcus Cousins is brand new, fresh to the Pelicans. He still has to work their offense. He still has to know their system. He has to know how they play. He doesn't know any of them. Like, Boogie, like, you just got to give him his time. To catch his feel. That's how it was for the Heat when they first started right. out. Freaking big three. LeBron, yeah. D. Wade, and Chris Bosh. Right. They didn't start out hot. I agree. And you got two big men. You got the Pelicans and the Kings. They play the same kind of ball. Mm-hmm. Small. They play small ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but DeMarcus Cousins, he has he has a team now he can work with. Yeah. I'd say give him his feel. Just give, just give him his time. DeMarcus well, Cousins, he's going to be nice. Okay. Here's how I feel about it. The reason why he scored so low is because he was in foul trouble early on. If I'm not mistaken. Mm. Now, is that just a one-time thing? I don't, I don't, I don't believe that's a one-time thing. I think he's just a naturally aggressive player, an aggressive player, and I think he's gonna sit out a couple more games before the season ends. I think he's gonna get a little frustrated because it's not his team now. I'm sure he's glad that he's with Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday. You know, they're barely scraping bottom. They're they're doing a little better than the Kings, but. I think he's going to get a little frustrated. Just a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think eventually Anthony and DeMarcus are kind of butt heads. And I don't think it's Anthony's fault. I think it's because just how that's just Boogie's mentality. Yeah, that's just how he is. And I, I think if they don't start winning soon and showing potential, I mean, I know it's just two games in, but if they don't do that within, you know, the next five games, DeMarcus Cousins is going to be upset. And I don't know. I don't think. I don't know that he's going to come back next year. That's just me, though. I mean, I, I you know I'm a boogie fan. You know, he's he's a he's an old school player. You know what I mean? He's, he's he's real, you know, head first, and I respect that. But in the game nowadays, you can't you can't be like that. You can't be headbutting with everybody. That's right. just me. I mean, I do respect his aggressiveness because he's definitely keeping basketball what it's what it stands for. Yeah. But basketball doesn't really work like that anymore. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It really doesn't. So yeah, like you said, he's not he's not this isn't his team anymore. Unfortunately, like mm-hmm. he's got to he's got to swing that ball. He's got to do his thing. Yeah, I, I do see him signing again. Do you? 
Yeah, I okay. do see him signing. Like, uh, I don't know what what it is, but I feel like he's going to sign again. Okay, but Pelicans. now if he does sign with the Pelicans, Drew Holiday is on his last year too. I don't know if you knew that. I say Drew Holiday gets traded by the end. Wow, you think he should get traded? And for who though? I don't say he should get traded. I see him getting you traded. See him getting I don't traded. see him staying with the Pelicans. No. Who do you think he would go to? He could be a good backup to the Lakers. No. To D Loden. Yeah. He would he 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 would be a good fit going back to Philadelphia. Honestly. I think so. You think so? I mean, TJ McConnell, when I see him play, he reminds me of a, a J.J. Barea. That's how, that's how I see him. And, I mean, J.J. Barea ended up being, you know, a shooting guard, and now he's a backup point guard for the Mavs, which I don't, I'm not sure if he's going to end up starting now that Yoki Farrell's uh, here. You know, I don't know how that's going to end up turning out. Speaking of the Mavericks, I did end up seeing that uh, it was Nerlens Noel's debut. Came off the bench. Oh. Yeah, for the Mavericks, uh, I think he really puts a uh, a defensive foot in that team, and I I think he him Seth Curry and Yogi are going to be the future. Like they're going to start working on that and building a dynasty. He had nine points, ten rebounds, one steal, one block. Decent. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, you got to understand he did play against the Pelicans and and the Twin Towers. So I mean, they call I, him that. They yeah. call him that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't think he did too bad. You know, his debut, and then he came off the bench as well. Uh, he came off the bench. He did, you know, mediocre, but it's his first game with the team, and going up against you know Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins. So I mean, I th- I don't think he did too bad in his debut. I seen John Wick this weekend. Did you? you yeah, John, seen Wick John Wick too. Yeah. Okay, I I didn't get to see it. We. Um, we saw the first John Wick yeah. this past weekend, and um, my wife's like, "Man, we got to see the the second one." How how was it? I personally, I personally like the first one. I think the first one is just dope. I think all a lot of the first yeah. movies are but, better than the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, but the second one is like I'm not saying it's like it wasn't good at all. The second one was crazy too. Okay. The first one was on point, but. The, it was a it was a really good movie. I highly recommend it. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. It. Oh yes. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. He he's a savage. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is a savage. He's back. He's back. He's back. I, I do not. I don't. I don't see Keanu Reeves. Honestly, I don't see Keanu Reeves as a good actor. I'm sorry. I agree. Shots fired. Trying yeah. to flex bomb on it. But <laughs> right. But a man 52 years old, like out here. He's like, that old. Yeah, he's 52. I had no idea. Like he was out old. here. Straight. I think he looks he looks good for 52. I mean, you know, no homo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but John Wick too. I highly recommend it. Okay, it's a really good movie. Yeah, the, good the, story to it. The only movie I liked that Keanu was in was Hardball. I know I, a lot of people talk about you know the Matrix trilogy and whatnot. I didn't like the Matrix. Trilogy. You didn't? I didn't like it either. Yeah. I mean, no. Hardball. Offense, hardball. Hardball, second hardball went hard. Ball. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> did. I enjoyed Hardball, but that's also I think because you know we come from sports oriented backgrounds. Yep. You know. G Baby died at the end. Yeah, G Baby. So I didn't know. Once again, shout out G Baby. Yeah, Southside rough out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did you see the? Uh, and just saying, Keanu Reeves has the same birthday as me. Just throwing that in there too. Okay. Now, do we have to look up your birthday, or are you gonna say it right now? I might as well. My birthday is September second, folks. You know, Keanu Reeves got the same birthday. It's whatever. Okay. I think Brian Dawkins also. You know, we're doing big things, folks. We're doing big things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, did you see the uh, Kodak Black tunnel vision video? I did it. It didn't. It dropped like maybe two days ago. Mm. Now I'm not a big fan of Kodak Black, 
you know, uh, I'm not really a big fan of the whole 2016 XXL freshman class. But Kodak Black was starting to get some, uh, he, he's starting to trend. And he's trending enough for me to kind of take notice. And I saw that video. And the video is pretty much, you know, a, a white male, Caucasian male, with a Make America Great Again a hat. He's driving in his uh, truck. He has, a, he has a blue jean vest on with the uh, Confederate flag. And um, he's pretty much just kind of cruising around and you're kind of like, what, where's the story going? And he ends up stopping at this like gas station. He gets out, pulls out his AK and um, you see him looking and we're like, is he hunting? You know, where is this really going? How is this falling in with the song? The next scene, they're showing a, um, a black man, African-American man, uh, just kind of working out in the fields, I guess, you know, working out uh, on his house in particular. And uh, it shows this white man trying to shoot this guy that's, you know, pretty much minding his business. The, um, the gun got jammed, so there's nothing they could do. They ended up fighting. And um, the black man ends up strangling the white man with the American flag, and he's about to kill him. And wow. right before the end, there's this uh, young girl that ends up yelling, stop, and the video ends there. Even though I'm not white or black, that kind of hits me um, as a minority because racism is still alive and, and I don't think it'll ever go away. And it's unfortunate because it's 2017. And I, and I hate to you know turn to a more serious note, but we're starting to have these transgenders come out and you know all this gay pride stuff. And you know, people are starting to accept that a little bit more. Yeah. You know, they're starting to be okay with it, but I don't understand why they they um, I don't can't be okay with can't be okay with the color of your skin. Yeah, I think uh, Kodak Black did a um, there's uh, a meaning behind this video. Yes, he I think he had a good presentation in the video on how it is still alive, and I think it's it, racism is really starting to peak. I commend I, I commend music and and movies and shows that kind of bring that to people's attention because a lot of people are kind of you know naive they're kind of they kind of blow it under the wind like if it doesn't involve me it's not happening and it's not like that you know it's happening whether you like it or not you know and that that kind of falls into the get out movie by jordan peele yeah you know that that kind of shows how racism is still alive yeah, well yeah. pretty much yeah yeah you know, um, I, I have a co uh, couple quotes. It says, this film is how racism feels. You get paranoid and you can't talk about it. You can't voice it. No one around you gets it, so you can't speak about it. In the end, it just comes out in rage. Those times where you have to bite your lip when an officer is disrespecting you in order to get by, in order to have freedom, in order to not be strip searched, in order to not be imprisoned. You circle at a party, having a smile because if you stand up and want to go, you're a troublemaker. You're the nuisance because you're not playing the game. You're not making everybody feel comfortable. Um, I haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, I, that's definitely top on my watch list. Um, but that's just, just, that is just another instance on how people are really feeling out there. And it sucks that it took so long for people to, to speak out about yeah. it. But I'm glad it's finally starting to happen because this needs to be brought to everybody's attention. You're right. 
Yeah, unfortunately, like like you said, racism will always, there's no getting rid of it. Racism will always be around, it will always be around us, no matter whether we think it or not, whether we, whether yeah. we even know it. Yeah. But, if, like, like you also said, like, the fact that this is coming out, mm-hmm. like, people are, how people are voicing their opinions, how it should be brought out. I agree. And, you know, I, I know it, it might come, um, you know, kind of head on to people, but this is how, you know, not only... You know the black community but minorities feel you know what i mean like i felt you know a similar way i was raised in not the best conditions and i feel like people that are brought up you know a little bit higher have this certain outlook and i know it might feel uncomfortable but it's something that needs to be brought up and I'm, like i said i'm glad it's brought up now i don't agree with you know the riots oh yeah not at all you know all. don't don't think that i'm citing you know with, with all that, well, I, I'm not siding with the uh, the Malcolm X philosophy, but I am proud of everybody that, that that's kind of unifying themselves and bringing this up. Uh, but off the the darker subject, my boy Christian got something for you. He just he just picked it up. You know, I, I don't yeah, know just anything just, about it. Uh, it's nothing really too big. Just a little something I was uh, I checked out last night. Okay. Apparently, Remy Ma. Yeah. And Nicki Minaj are going at it. Okay. They, they both my homegirls. <laughs> okay. I don't know either of them. <laughs> but yeah, apparently they're, uh, they're beefing right now. Are they? Yeah. I don't know too much of it, and I haven't checked out the track. Oh, there's a diss track. There's a diss track. Remy Ma apparently flamed her too. There's diss track. A diss track called Shether. 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 So I'm going to have to peep that. Yeah, we're going to have to peep it, and y'all best believe we're going to talk about it next week. Definitely. We're going to get back at y'all with that. Uh, that's... But this... Yeah. This is juicy. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna come at y'all with some some information, but y'all keep track. You know, hit us up on the email. Definitely, inchillpodcast at gmail And on Facebook, on what y'all feel. Yep. Uh, you know, you can DM us on on the gram as well. You know, we don't have a Snapchat up. You know, don't Snapchat us that. You know, we don't we don't want to see that. Let's be real. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, this is a second episode of podcast uh there'll be plenty more we appreciate y'all listening and uh just give us feedback you know let us know what's up um let us know what topics we should uh talk about next week you know what i mean what what you feel is important we all got voices we all grown out here (laughs) that's very true (laughs) anyway uh so hit us up yeah definitely this is uh matt and this is christian and this is uh in chill podcast